Happy Sabbath to you guys. Good to see each and every one of you. A lot more new to me. It's good. You know, as I stand here, it reminds me of the, those years that I pre, I, I've been pastoring uh, for this church. You know what, though? Uh, as I came to uh, Garland Church every Sabbath to minister, my, always my heart popped. You know, there was no Sabbath, I said, another Sabbath in Garland Church? Ever. This church always excited me. I came here to encourage people, but I, at the end of the Edge Sabbath, I was encouraged. That's the kind of church you are attending. So this is a great church. When I left almost 10 years ago, uh, I left my heart here as a great church. You know, as I enter in today and looked around, buildings the same, classrooms the same, coffee color same, pews the same, everything's the same. But people changed. <laughs> you know, when all water gathered together in one place for a long period of time, what happened to that? Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get rotten. Right? And stales. And so we need a new, you know, water, new blood in and out to make church fresh. I'm glad that, that there is, a, you know, a lot of movement going on in this church. As I, you know, before I speak, though, I'm, I've got to tell what's happening with my family, because some of you guys know. Uh, I'm temporarily retired. I have no church to uh, minister at this time. I enjoy every minute of it. I enjoy every minute. No lay calls, no board meetings, no members bugging me, this and that. So I'm really glad. But if God calls me to a minister, I'm ready to do uh, the work. Uh, you know, as I retired, I decide to make myself younger. That's why I started, you know. <laughs> Growing my hair. <laughs> it's been over a year and a half. <laughs> and uh, I love it. And it, makes, it. The people say that I look younger. so It's much better than people saying you're older, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just over 60. I'm 62. And every year I challenge myself physically to show that I'm getting younger. This year, well, what? middle of September, I went to the Inca Trail. Do you know where that is? In Peru. Uh, as I, it was a, such a, one of the hardest challenge that I had in my life. You have to walk four and a half days, over 26.5 miles. Altitude, over 13,000 feet high. You're going to have at least 100,000 steps up and down. It was hard, but I made it. Amen. Out of 50 people, I'm the oldest guy you know, who gone through all that. Some of the young kids, they cannot go up because it's over 14,000 feet high. They cannot walk any more steps. The so supporters went down there and picked them up and brought them up. But I did by myself. Amen. It was one of the greatest challenges I ever had. You know, so, you know, I'm getting younger. I'm not, I, I, I never say that I'm going to get old. I'm getting younger. I feel good about myself. Anyhow, as I, as I come here, and I, when I was invited to come and preach, I thought about 
what subject should I talk about? So I pull my sermon out and search, and I think this is the right one because we've been because of pandemic. You know, pandemic. You know, uh, separates us. Uh, not. You know, able to see each other face to face. We always, you know, communicate with each other through media. You know, phones and tablets and computers. You know, on the screen. It's a very impersonal. So, I'm gonna talk about something really personal today. Uh, because you know, if a church is done through the you know uh, videos. What good is it to have a church? So, you know, it's a time for us to get back together, to be more, you know, personal, knowing each other in personal level. So, I'm gonna my sermon title. Are you able to uh, bring it up? Okay, it's not okay. The sermon title is God's Toy Story. I don't know how many, of you, how many of you have seen a Toy Story series. Okay, good, good. Some kids, right? Not adults. Excellent. Because uh, it's, 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 it's an animated you know, a film. I watched that, you know, vid- I mean, that, that movie long ago and it really touched me. And I'm going to share some of the video clips with you. The story goes like this. Woody. You know, a toy. You know, he was a transfer from one, one child to another. Okay, he ended up with a Bonnie. Okay, Bonnie was his uh, 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 woman that, that he supposed to entertain as she played with it. But he was not favorite. He was always in the corner, never loved. That's the way toy end up at the end of their life. And somehow, Woody want to continue to please his, her, his master, Bonnie. And it was the first day, a trial day, of uh, Bonnie's kindergarten. She's about to go there, but she was afraid. She was uh, kind of you know, anxious, nervous about going to first day in the kindergarten. But somehow, Woody managed himself to be in her lunch uh, to her to be in her lunch bag and went along with her and saw her sitting in the corner by herself you know what he did he made a toy himself i mean he made a, a toy out of a trash can using fork and strings okay named him forky okay a story goes like that all right but somehow the forky <laughs> Because he knew that he came from the trash can, he wants to go back to trash can and treat him like a trash can, a trash. <laughs> and it's a long story, but in the middle of the story, you know, Bonnie's family went on you know, a trip with an RV. Okay? And, and then the Forky tried to throw himself out of the RV and roaming around and trying to find a trash can to, to put himself in there. And somehow the Forky ended up in the toy you know, uh, store where he found a villain, okay, and, and confined in a little closet, 
Okay, that's where the story starts. Okay, I'm going to give you a video here. And, 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 and Woody is out there trying to find him, okay, to bring it back to Abani. Okay, let's, let's look. Ready? Okay. Just stand there. No sound. And be quiet. I need a sound. I'll do the talking. Hi, Tenny. Ah, oh, nice to see you too. Yeah, he's listening. My friend? No, no, no. He's my accessory. Hey, guys. Long time no see. Couldn't take it out there, huh? Hey, Doug. Saw your better half at the front of the store. Hey, you mess with the cat, you get the claws. Can't <laughs> keep all the time. Excuse me. Sorry. What are you doing here? I thought the store had no return bombs. Oh, help me out. I need a battery. <coughs> we got to get this wagon trailer battery. moving. Agreed. Help, 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 Cheer. help. Battery. Have you seen Duke? Hey, get it back. Look who jumped 40 school buses and landed back into my life. Hi, Duke. Who's the cowboy? Duke, meet Woody. Woody, meet... Duke Kaboom, Canada's greatest stuntman. Huh. Oh, yeah. Huh. Huh. Yes. Huh? Uh-huh. He's posing. Huh. Duke. Duke, we need Hold to... Hold on. One more. Oh, yeah. What brings you back, people? We need your help. Gabby Gabby has his toy and my sheep. No. Billy, go to Gruff. Those are my girls. What were you doing getting tangled up with Gabby Gabby? You know better. Yep. Some toy thought it would be a good idea to wander into the aisle. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, does it? Everybody knows the best route is behind the shelves. That would have been a better route, wouldn't it? Wow, this toy sounds like a complete idiot. He does. Wait, are you that toy? So, here's the plan. We need to jump over the aisle to Gabby's cabinet, and you are the toy to do it. No. Duke. Nope. Duke. Nuh-uh. Duke. No way. Duke. Pass. Duke. Negative. Duke. Rejected. Oh, please, Mr. Kaboom, this is really important. My kid. You have a kid? Ah, uh, oh, hey, Duke. Show us some more poses. What do you say? I had a kid. Oh, no. Rajon. Rajon was so excited when he got me after Christmas. It was the happiest boxing day of my life. That's Duke Kaboom, riding the amazing Kaboom stunt cycle. I was ready to finally do what I was made to do. But when Rajan realized I couldn't jump as far as the toy in the commercial... It's a commercial! It's not real! Rajan threw me away! It's not fair! Why, Rajan? Why? Okay, okay. Calm down, Duke. That was a long time ago. Right now, we need the only toy who can crash us onto Gabby's cabinet. Crash? Any Duke Kaboom toy can land, but you are the only one that can crash the way you do. I am? Yes. Forget, Rajan, forget your commercial. Be the Duke you are right now. The one who jumps and crashes. Be who I am right now. Who's the Canuck with all the luck? Kaboom. Who's the greatest of the Great White North? Kaboom! Who's the most spectacular daredevil Canada has ever seen? Duke Kaboom! Can you do the jump? Yes, I Canada! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We've got a ride. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
What does the video clip say to you? Be yourself. All right. What did you watch? I didn't show you to entertain yourself. Go ahead. Say it again. Okay. We are meant to do something special. What else? Say it again. Okay. Okay. So you got to be with someone who is important to you, right? Always bring you up. Okay. Go ahead, little boy. Oh, can do all thing. All right. Excellent. What a message. Okay. Say it again. Okay. When we are valued, we can be at most. Okay. Excellent. Do what you can do right now. Excellent. Wow. You don't need my preaching. You already heard the messages. You got the message already. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Don't go by what others say. That's what you're saying. All right. Uh, what about this? What made the Duke Kaboom turn around? He was very disappointed. Okay. Not able to do anything, but some something happened. Someone said something, right? It really turned him around. I see a boy raising hands over there. Say it loud so I can hear. <coughs> he forgot about commercial, okay? <coughs> okay. Anything else? Okay, let me see your hand. He was encouraged. He was encouraged, okay. <coughs> what else? What is our job coming to church? We always come to church to be encouraged, all right? What about you coming to church to encourage others? Yes. It's a different church, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. When we encourage each other, by the time we end the service, you know, we got to be, what, all brightened up, right? We'll be all lit up <laughs> because you know that you have a mission to do, right? All right. What about this one? <clears throat> what is, what's the importance of the affirmation? In it, what, uh, her name is a, a Bo Peep. She, what she did was affirm, okay, who Kaboon was, you, you know, meant to be, right? And, and he forgot about that. That's what she did. We call it affirmation. What's important, what's important is the affirmation. When we affirm someone, what's happening to them? Say it again. You become confident. Okay, what else? Okay. He wants to speak. I like that. You have something to say? It lifts us up. It what? Lift, it lift up, builds us up. Okay. Amen. All right. Excellent. Excellent. All right, brother, over there. It helps us to move forward. All right. All right. Excellent. Uh, who are we before God? What does the Bible say about us? Children, okay. Number one, okay, is this. Romans chapter 8, 37. In all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Wow.
You know, when I went to an uh, Inca trail, at the end of fourth day, I made it. I conquered the Inca trail. You know how I felt about myself? You know? People said at age 60, you going down the hill really fast. When I went up to the, you know, uh, dead woman's pass, the highest peak, then coming down to Inca and Matsu Picchu, I felt so good about myself. All the hardships I went through, hopping and puffing, going up, 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 you know, out of breath, oxygen, you know, uh, 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 stomach ache, muscle ache, headache. When I went to Machu Picchu, knowing that I conquered the whole trail, all those memories are gone. I was so proud of myself. What does the Bible say? We are, what? We are not just a conqueror. What does the Bible say? We are more than a conqueror. Wow. Have you felt that you are a conqueror? More than a conqueror in your life? Any trivial stuff coming around in your life, what do you say to yourself? I'm a loser. I can't even do this. You know what the Bible says? Uh-uh. Whatever trouble you go through in your life, Bible says that you are what? More than a conqueror. What does the Bible also say? He says, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. We are to God, what's that? Fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved, among those who are perishing. We are sweet aroma. You know? Anytime you go out, you, are, you, you how do you call it, Ex exude? You know, beautiful smell to others. And people will attract. You know, my wife is really into garden nowadays. We don't have any flowers in our garden, you know, uh, a front in a garden. And she, you know, it's always a kind of desert, you know, out there. And now she put a lot of flowers. You know, you know something I noticed? You know what that was? I see butterflies and bees coming to my garden, enjoying themselves, from hopping from one flower to another. Why is that? There is what? Fragrance. We are just like that. Do people avoid you or do people get attracted to you? If your wife said, hey, don't come here, or your you know, wife said, uh-uh, not now. I'm not talking about physical attraction. I'm talking about character attraction. You know? That's what we are. And Ezekiel, uh, Ephesians 2.10, we are what? God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Wow. Masterpiece. It's not a joke. It's not artificial object. You know, when I went to Inca Trail again, when I saw a mountain, you know, Mount Veronica, in front of me, you know, snow-capped, high mountain, over 16,000 feet high. And I was amazed. My jaw dropped. 
I cannot leave from that place. It's, it's one of the best you know, mountain view I ever had in my life. You know what Bible says? We are better than that one. People will be amazed. They will drop their jaws looking at you because God creates you as his masterpiece. And we forget that. We, you know, during the day, during the week, what's happening to you? That's the way God created each and every one of us. God's masterpiece. People come to you, kind of be amazed. And Bible continues to say, Isaiah chapter 64 and 8, all we are the work of God's hand. Wow. What a beautiful word. And then, Romans eight sixteen, we are like, someone says, children of God. Okay, and another one here. Who does God say we are? Here, Isaiah 4, 4, 21. I have formed you. You are my servant. You will not be forgotten by me. What did the Bible say? Isaiah, couldn't you say? He wrote our names on his palm. Something important when paper is not around. What do you do? You use a palm, right? To write it down, right? God wrote each and every one of us on his palm so that he will remember us. That's how important we are. All right? And also, Ezekiel 34, 31, you are, you are my flock, the flock of my pasture, and I am, I am your God. It continues on. And in Psalm 2, 7, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Wow. What a comforting word that we read from the Bible to know who we are. Let me say that if you know all this in you know, a Bible text and really sure about this, how would you act when you go out? You know that you are important. You know that you are God's children. Okay? You are a masterpiece of God. When you go out there, how would you act? Come on, guys. When people challenge you, how would you say? When people try to put you down, what would you say? When people discourage you, try to kick you around, what would you say to them? The reason we become a victim is because we forget all these Bible texts. In God's eyes, there's no victims. Okay? We are all victors, right? Luke chapter 15, 31. You are always with me. All that I have is what? Yours. What a promise. What a promise. That's the way we are created. So from today on, as you move on with your life, when certain situation happens in your life, trying to discourage you, trying to you know, take away your own identity in God, Remember those verses. You're not just anybody. You are somebody in God's eyes. Right? You know, I'm going to show you another video clip here. Now, Forky tried to, thr tried to throw himself out of the RV, and he did. 
He made us. He 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 made he, he succeed, kicking himself out of the RV and try to run away from, from uh, Bonnie and try to find a trash can to put him in there. Okay, and Woody would not leave him alone. So let, let's take a look at it again. Forky, Forky, where are you? Forky, Forky, where are you? Carry me? No. Why do I have to be a toy? Because you have Bonnie's name written on the bottom of your sticks. Why do I have Bonnie's name written on the bottom of my sticks? Because she... Look. She plays with you all the time, right? Uh, yes. And who does she sleep with every night? The big, white, fluffy thing? No, not her pillow. You. Uh. All right, Forky, you have to understand how lucky you are right now. You're Bonnie's toy. You are going to help create happy memories that will last for the rest of her life. Huh? What? Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Doing it for Bonnie. Doing this for Bonnie? Doing it for Bonnie. Okay. Like it or not, you are a toy. Maybe you don't like being one, but you are one nonetheless, which means you are going to be there for Andy when he Who's Andy? I mean Bonnie. You have to be there for Bonnie. That is your job. Well, what's your job? Well, right now, it's to make sure you do yours. Carry me? No! Who's Andy? Andy was my other kid. You had another kid? Yeah, yeah. For a long time. And it was pretty great. I was a favorite toy, actually. Running the room was my job. Keeping all the toys in place. So he thought Andy's room was a planet? Wow, that is messed up. Right, that's exactly what I thought when he first showed up. <laughs> I mean, how is that not annoying? Thank you. Well, then you watch him grow up and become a full person. And then they leave. They go off and do things you'll never see. I don't get me wrong, you, you still feel good about it, but then somehow you find yourself, after all those years, sitting in a closet, just feeling... Useless? Yeah. Your purpose fulfilled? Exactly. Woody, I know what your problem is. You do? You're just like me. Trash! What is it with you and trash? It's warm. Ew. It's cozy. I guess. And safe! Like somebody's whispering in your ear, everything's gonna be okay. Forky, that's it. That's how Bonnie feels when she's with you. She does? Yes! Wait a sec. You mean she thinks I'm warm? Yep. And cozy? Uh-huh. And sometimes kind of squishy? Well, that too, yes. I get it now. I'm Bonnie's trash. Yes. Wait, what? I am Bonnie's trash. No, 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 oh, not man, exactly. She must be feeling awful without me. Woody, we gotta get going. She needs me. Yeah. Hey, Bonnie, I'm oh, coming. Come on, Woody. Bonnie, I'm coming. Woo when Forky happened to know who he is meant to be, how did he act differently? 
You have hands on it? Okay. Okay, Janet. Joyful. Joy. Okay. What else? Responsibility. That's right. Responsibility. Mission came up. Correct? Well, you know, identity, mission goes together. When you do not know who you are, there's no mission. You just slip, you just, you know, drifted by, by wind or the trend of the people around you. Okay? But when you know who you are, you know what? It gives you purpose, mission in your life. That's what happens here. Forky thought that he was a trash. So his job was to find a trash can to put himself in there, right? Once he knows that he has a mission, what's happening to him? Quite different, wasn't it? He, to, he was running toward the mission, Right? When we know who we are, meant to be, how different would, would be like. The reason church is losing its mission is not because people are bad, but because what? Everybody doesn't know who they are. Once every single person attending this church knows who they are, what they're meant to be, you know what? This church is going to be mission-driven. We are, pastors come in and always talk about mission, right? But we don't talk about identity. We, talk, we don't talk about who we are, we, who we are meant to be. That's the problem. So before we talk about mission, what, what do we need to talk about first? Who we are. What words did Woody use to affirm Forky? I see one hands back there. Someone got to say love. What did he say? I'm glad the kids are responding. <laughs> say it again. I can't hear well. Oh, he's a toy, not trash, can, uh, trash anymore, right? It's identity, right? Oh, good, good. Everything gonna be okay, it said? All right. Okay. He he needed. He knew that he is needed you know from now on, right? Excellent. Okay. You know, when I was learning how to form you know, it's not easy to affirm others. So I went to a special seminar. Because that's not the way I was trained or raised or educated when I was growing up. So I spend, you know, chunk of my money to go to seminar to affirm others, okay? Intensive, you know, week. At the end of the, you know, seminar, you know, we, to, we, had, we had to find someone to affirm. So I sent an affirmation, you know, a statement to my daughter, like this. I'm in a workshop learning the importance of affirmation, so I want to say that I'm not good at that raising you. But from now on, I promise you that I will affirm you any way I can with all my abilities. I'm proud of who you are and what you have become. I see great beauty in you considering others more in a special way than yourself. You are beautiful inside out. 
Thank you for being my, my girl. That's how you know, affirmed it. You know, with, with the phone, you know, she was you know, half around the world. She was living in Singapore. She still does. And you know what? She doesn't usually you know, send me text back right away. But as soon as she read this, she texted me back like this. He says, thanks, Appa, Ms. Dan. I'm glad that you have, God has given you this workshop. Continue to give affirmation to the ones you love. I have been very emotionally moved by your words and will cherish them. I love you. That's why she responded. All right? And also, I sent to my son affirmation as well. It was really tough. It was really tough. Because I, I'm not you know, used to doing this. So it took me quite a courage to do so. And I've been sitting in one place more than 30 minutes to think about what kind of word I'm going to use to affirm him. Okay? Oh, I'm sorry. I got too fast. Oops. It says, this is how I wrote. My heart is full of joy thinking about you today. Your positive attitude and resilience pursuing life is always inspiration to me. That's how I wrote. You know what? My son didn't respond to me right away. I'm sure he was shocked. <coughs> Getting a word like this you know, from his own dad. You know what he said? He said this. Are you okay? <laughs> So sad, isn't it? It's laughing, you know, but it's so sad. I felt so sad sitting there and getting a message like that. Are you okay? Are you getting crazy? <laughs> you know, then he responded back again. Another word, another one. Where is it? Right here. This is what he wrote. But anyway, thank you, bro. You made my day. I'm proud of how far you have come these past 20 years. Keep up the good works and continue to grow and develop to become your ultimate potential. It's like a father talking to his son. <laughs> One day I hope and pray our communication style will improve and, we'll, uh, and we can develop as a father slash son or better human slash human relationship. That's your word. See how important it is to affirm each other? We know the importance of affirmation, but we don't do as much, do we? So I'm going to give you a chance to affirm to someone at this time. You know, it's 12.46 now. Should I stop or can I give you some chance to affirm? Why don't we do this? Why don't you bring your phone out? Bring your phone out. That's what the phone is for. Everybody has a phone, right? Okay. From your contact, select someone you want to affirm. Come on. Oops. Got it? I'm going to give you three minutes to write a word of affirmation to that person you show. You've got to affirm. 
affirm that person, not because he had done something or she has done something great to you. You're going to affirm for what she or he is to you. Got that? You know, usually when I ask you know, people to do affirmation, they always think about some, you know, what they have done to them. No. It has nothing to do with what you have done. It has something to do with who they are to you, what they mean to you. Okay? So pull the phone out. Especially someone, your you know, relationship is not that great at this time. It's a very personal, okay? Very personal. And you're going to get a response. Find someone you like to affirm and send them a word. Three minutes. I'm going to give you two more minutes and then I'm done. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Thank you for participating in affirming others around you. We're going we're gonna to forget about closing songs. We're not going to sing our final hymns. Instead, I want you to grab someone next to you. Okay? Say one or two few words of affirmation to each other. Okay? And pray for each other. Okay? That's what we're going to do. Grab someone next to you. If you don't have anybody next to you, move yourself somewhere else to grab, you know, another person. Okay? And say a few words, one or two words, okay? It doesn't have to be long, okay? Very short sentence about that person you are, you know, praying with. A few words, okay? You know, like adjective, beautiful, a caring, you know, very, you know, simple word, okay? Very simple word, okay? And then pray for each other, okay? As a, as a prayer is done, you can leave. Can we do that? Okay, let's do that, okay? And service, when prayer is done, service is over. Go to prayer now. Pray for each other. <clears throat>